Let's get ready to jerk the curtain! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. See you later, Mr. Sacco. What it is is what it is. Rest in peace. Is the best there was or the best there ever will be. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me, as always, is my tag team partner, the Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. Man, we've been gone too time long. Where have we been, bro? It's been a month hiatus. We've been working on our horror movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to be honest, we both are involved in big horror movie projects and we are busy working on them we've been in conventions so we haven't been able to you know make the normal show for you guys and we apologize for that but we are back God, now we suck we, do we suck, suck. <laughs> it's all right people probably thought we were taking a hiatus and we're going to come back as like heels or something and no no heel turn for us uh stay not yet. yeah not yet. We're not that far into our progression or our title reign, brother. Uh, I was going to say, well, it was, it was either that or just tell people we got in trouble for a, a certain promo from our last episode, which is like a month and a half ago. So <laughs> I blame Booker T. Yeah. All Booker T's fault. <laughs> Legendary stuff, though. Legendary stuff there. And the memes. The memes are premium. I agree. So what do we got today? We have a special match back in the WCW days. It is glorious. It gets Corey sweaty. It gets him fired up. It makes his nostalgia boner stand right up on end. It is a match between Bill Goldberg and Raven. But before we get into that, talk about your week. Oh my God. My week, my month, it was all the same. It's just been, God, it's been chaotic, man. Um, no, it's weird because like literally it was really neat. Uh, the week after we did our last episode, which was over a month ago, um, we were at Monroeville, Pennsylvania's steel city comic-con and, uh, show enough. They had two wrestlers there, uh, and that was cool. So they had the honky tonk man and Sean, X pack slash six pack slash one, two, three kids slash the lightning kid Waltman uh, was there. And so we actually Suck had some it. pretty good conversation. Yeah. We had some pretty cool conversations with them standing in line with, you know, for all kinds of stuff, um, which is neat. We didn't get to do any uh, interviews with them. They were busy, but uh, great conversations. And man, you want to talk about some really stellar dudes. Uh, Sean was God, dude. Sean was awesome, man. Yeah, um, for sure. Like literally, we were just talking. We were standing in Kane Hodder's line. Me and you were, and yes, and uh, just shooting the shit with Sean. You know, giving him shit about the DX shirt he was wearing one day, and then he wore the NWO shirt the next. And just you want to talk about a, a wrestler who's wrestler. been through the ringer a, a few times, and but is very uh, aware of his place in wrestling lore. 
And uh, his interaction with fans and kids, it was it was really it was really cool to watch. And I was just kind of sitting back in awe watching that. Um, but of course, that was like forever ago. It feels like um, that was in August. But um, since then, man, just oh my gosh, like my office is just chock full of projects, um, busy stuff. Uh, whether it's handmade stuff or or doing movie posters, it's been. Uh, chaotic man and just trying to make sure we touch base you know it's it's hard out here for celebrities like us uh <laughs> right oh yeah uh <laughs> we've been super fucking busy i'm working it's for crazy. a film he's working for a film it's constant shit on top of that we're trying to run do back in cabin 13 so you know it's just that constant scramble and then also balancing our day jobs we are out here, you know, busting our ass, still bringing you this episode, though, because we make time for you jerks out there. But my week, you know, I also was at that con with Corey, like he said. And then the week after that, I went to Monster Mania, where they Good had Lord. the nature boy himself, Ric Flair. Woo, 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 flare up. Yes, it was great. Every time you'd walk into a room, you'd go, woo, and he'd go, woo, because he's an old <laughs> old man uh <laughs> his prices were fucking outrageous i think it was a hundred dollars for an autograph you gotta pay um, for those medical bills bro you gotta pay for those medical bills it was a great <laughs> show though had a wonderful time getting back to reality trying to get back in the swing of things it's uh slowly coming back together getting bit back up on life but now we're able to you know, bring you guys new shows on the Do Back Discussion Network coming soon. New uh, content coming on Thursday. Uh, da -da -da, da -da -da. Produced by Corey and I, brought to you by the Do Back Discussion Network. And a new group of boys that you guys will all grow to love and expect to hear great things from. But let's move on to the wonderful Jerk the Curtain episode that we have for you today. And that is 1998's bill goldberg versus raven april 20th 1998 on a episode of wcw monday night nitro and it is for the wcw united states championship Corey, talk about it yeah so uh this was interesting um <laughs> you want to talk about the hype train for a <laughs> for a united states championship match you would have thought it was a world title match um but basically, the lead up to this was at the time um, Goldberg coming up to here was seventy four and zero. So WCW really uh, had something working with their power plant um, once Goldberg kind of came into play, and they really pushed him hard, pushed him fast. I mean, his gimmick there wasn't much to it. They you know it was pretty stripped down. It was like okay, ex NFL player, uh, you know, real lean, you know, just. <laughs> you're talking black trunks black boots black knee pads black elbow pads about as basic as you can get like a default oh, yeah. wrestler in one of the old wrestling games um but he was big strong and uh you know just kind of crazy and uh so yeah he's you're leading into this match he's 74 and 0 since his premiere uh shoot what back in uh september 22nd of 1997 so you're looking at less than one year uh, so maybe what, six to seven months into his career, um, he was kind of whooping ass <laughs> and I think they decided, Hey, we're going to, you know, let's do a streak thing. And this is, this streak stuff is prior to like any 
you know, push for the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak or on whatever. I think I think WCW was pretty original with like, hey, let's let's have a guy go undefeated. And uh, so all that leading up to the United States Championship match uh, against Raven, <clears throat> which was <laughs> interesting because Raven the night before had just won uh, the United States Championship at Spring Stampede. Um, and he kind of won it in a controversial. So he, he kind of stole it, if you will. They actually uh, mentioned it quite a few times in this match. Um, so you have newly crowned United States champion Raven, the leader of the flock. Um, and uh, Goldberg's pit against him 74 and 0. So you got undefeated streak against uh, basically against the United States championship match. And this match in particular is what they call uh, Raven had a thing with him called Raven's Rules, which basically, I mean, it was kind of a no holds barred, anything goes kind of match. It's coming it's from the ECW days. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. You had a lot of these ECW guys when they came over, like Raven, that, you know, that's just what they were known for, and that was their gimmick, uh, kind of grungy, hardcore, whatever. Uh, so having a championship match with that aspect on a TV show that night with Bill was Goldberg. interesting. What? With Bill Goldberg. With Bill Goldberg, yeah. So, I mean, all this for a for a TV show, but that shows you, I mean, this is 98, so this is golden era perfection that WCW and not was to mention, out. the match that came after this that night was macho man against hogan for the wcw world heavyweight championship exactly so it was i mean i think this actually this whole show in in uh, a sense actually was better than the previous night's pay-per-view <laughs> so that's what led up to this so yeah i mean you're talking you know, uh, yeah, 74 and 0. And of course, this would lead, you know, we'll, we don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yes. Uh, but uh, I think after we talk about this match, we can go into some uh, more further detail. conversation. Yes. So, so was the entrances hyped? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Goldberg's always is the, the fucking well, fireworks. Well, here's, alone. The, here's, here's what I never understood. Like, I wish they would go back because they've always screwed this up, even in the 90s. It's like you're supposed to introduce the challenger first, mm-hmm. always, regardless of who the champion is. But what a lot of wrestling shows started to do, it's like, well, let's let's bring out the, you know, whoever has less hype first, regardless if they're champion or not. Excuse me. And then uh, then bring out whoever has the more hype. So that's how it was. So Raven came out. <laughs> like he did uh no music um <laughs> it's just yeah. and and actually you know to even talk about the interests if we're going to talk about that um <laughs> michael buffer is introducing a united states championship match um which if you have michael buffer is it michael or bruce oh my god i'm just totally blanking i don't fucking bruce? know anyways the buffer i'll just call him the buffer um you know, the guy, and uh, he was just like, he gets everyone amped up. That guy has a way with words. So he introduces everyone. Raven comes out, no music, people booing the hell out of him. Him doing his little, like, I'm the champion. I wear, you know, I've been wearing the same shorts for like five weeks, whatever. <laughs> I haven't washed my hair. You know, but he had that whole Kurt Cobain esque grunge look going, uh, still from, you know, it's 98 and he's still rocking like 1992 clothes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but then, yeah, Goldberg comes out. And, I mean, people went ape shit, dude. Like, everyone's like, I love him. And they were going nuts. <laughs> so the interest is where they hype. 
in yes. all in a nutshell, absolutely. I mean, for what it was for being the, uh, what I would consider like a kind of a co-main event, the first of uh, two main event matches that night. And just the fact that it was being introduced by buffer and yeah, it was, it was hyped tremendously. And, uh, yeah. And can I just absolutely. say that the fact that this was Raven's rules allowed Raven to actually last longer in the ring with Goldberg compared to other competitors. Sure. So did the match have good flow? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, just whenever you thought it was about to start uh, start to slow down, Raven pulled out a fucking chair. So, Well, you know, the cool thing about it was this is really the first match. If you look at some of you know, here, okay, before I get too far into it, now the general public didn't get to see like every all 74 matches leading up to this. No. You, know, you got to see what was on TV, but they're including matches that were – on house shows and all that shit. So, you know, leading up to this one, um, you know, it, his streak is what it was. It is what it was, but um, is what it is. Sorry. It I'm is what it is. Up. Yeah. And uh, so, but the cool thing was like, this is the first match that I had seen that like Raven started pulling out some moves that I'm like, has he ever done a drop kick before? Um, and, it was interesting because like him actually having some, a couple movesets where it looked like he was bringing Goldberg down to earth. He wasn't some supernatural being who you couldn't like punish. You know, he drop kicked his ass, not Goldberg down. He threw him into the, you know, the corner, you know, and I was like, okay, like it, the flow was great. Cause they actually allowed Raven to land a couple actual wrestling moves before diving into the hardcore stuff. How about the fact Goldberg fucking super kicked him? Yeah, and that's what was funny because about that match, <laughs> about this match was when he did that, everyone's like, "Wow, it's like a new Goldberg move. And, like, <laughs> and it's funny because I take it for granted now because everyone uses a super kick in every match they're in now. Young and, bucks. But I think just for him to get his leg that high, but he was super agile. So it wasn't like, but it's like, yeah, he super kicked the shit out of him in the face. So, you know, he shoot, well, a couple people, but um. It just was funny. It's like, oh, a new Goldberg move for his move set of three moves, you know. So now the next question was the match believable? Uh, in my opinion, no, because the the point of this match was to show how tough Goldberg was, uh, and they did that by you know banging shit off of his head and throwing him <laughs> and showing that you can't harm him repeatedly. And yeah, so was the match believable? In my opinion, absolutely not. Okay, I'll take the 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 la the other half of that. I will say yes, only because it was believable in the sense that when Goldberg manhandled Raven, I mean, it, here's the here's the real trippy part. I don't know if you noticed the three times that Raven was thrown into the guardrails, and you're talking about the old WCW guardrails, the ones like you just use for traffic flow in a street. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the ones that were the fans were like leaning against it when Goldberg threw Raven at those, like the. <laughs> Raven hits the guardrail. The guardrail flies towards the fans. And I keep thinking, dude, he literally launched him. It wasn't like he just kind of like, oh, I stumbled and ran my shoulder. No, he threw him off the ground. How about Raven trying to get out of the ring and then the fucking fans <laughs> throw him back in the fucking barricade? Well, that's what I was going to say that because it's funny about, man, um, 
God, because I didn't know if you wanted to mention that. That was cool because it was believable. Because what they did is they didn't take a lot of people thought those were the uh, some power plant guys who threw uh, Raven back in, and a lot of people thought it was fans. It was actually some outside ring crew that were in uh, a section in street clothes. But however, there was three of them. But some of the actual crowd people got involved too, like the actual crowd. You could tell because the size difference was crazy, especially this one guy that has like a mullet, like a hoot and hollering. And they picked Raven up because he was like running away and threw his ass back into the, <laughs> at least the vicinity of the ring. And that was hilarious because you want to talk about believable. I kept thinking, I don't know if you're allowed to do that as a fan. So if that's your first inclination, then damn straight, it's believable to me. Um for what it was for the for the match, I just I thought it was real enjoyable. But yeah, you had the whole invincible Goldberg thing. He never did get phased. He never did get like knocked out. But then again, it was Raven. So, you know, favorite moment of the match, mine would be the fucking jackhammer to the five hundred pound fella. Oh my god, I forgot that guy's name already. I don't even. He's so irrelevant. He was in the flock. Well. Well, see, that was like the the second coming of the flock. They kept adding, sorry, they kept adding people, and I don't remember him. I mean, I remember everyone seemed like they were part of it. Uh, they had like six or seven guys, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he picked his ass up fast. But it wasn't one of those things where he lingered around with the jackhammer either. He had to hurry up and and turn that guy over and slam him down. But no, I, I love that part uh, honestly because. I wish I remember that guy's name, but um, doesn't matter. Yeah, he didn't discount have a Big Show. Uh, Pretty close. It was like a it was like a mix between Big Show and and then Ray Trailer, the big the big boss man. So, shittiest moment of the match for us would be uh, Corey go first. <sighs> um, honestly, I think was the flock, and I know I'm jumping the gun here because I know we're going to ask about interference here in a second, but was actually after the interference um, when the flock, once they got their ass handed to him one time was then they're like, Oh, the flock has been decimated. They're laying around the ring. Well, like there's two flock members going back over the railing to sit back down. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of stupid. I mean, if this is a no hold, like you want to make this, you know, even better, have them trying to, con- unless they're knocked out, why the hell are they like, okay, well, never mind. I got I, I got kicked in the face, so I guess I'm going to go sit back down. <laughs> um, and that the, the made me mad because you have the other factions, other stables around the same time, like the NWO and stuff that, you know, if if, the, if something was going on, unless they were knocked out completely, they weren't like, okay, well, I got, I got kicked, so I'm going to go back to the back now. No, they kept going at it to make it believable. Um, so I really hated that. Cause I like literally, as they're like, Oh, the flock has been decimated. You had two of them walking back or stepping back over the barricade to go sit back down in those, the ringside seats. So what about you, TJ? Uh, this is hard <laughs> because I really enjoyed this match. Uh, oh shit can't be hitting that anyway uh i don't really have a shitty moment for this match and if i would have to say i wouldn't know <laughs> i really wouldn't know i don't have a shitty moment for this one i like that through okay. and through i won't judge you a finisher count of do you want to count all finishers or just the ones that was used on raven uh <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Raven got two spears and a jackhammer. Uh, Discount yeah. Big Show got a jackhammer, and I think that's it. No, we saw another guy get speared, right? 
I think so. It might have been either Scotty Riggs or uh, Billy Kidman. And then one of them got fucking <laughs> yeeted off of over fucking Goldberg's <laughs> shoulder right out of the fucking ring. Well, it's funny because that almost was botched. Yeah. Um, if you really look at it. But then he ended up flinging. It, it might have been Billy Kidman. He caught himself. I forgot what they called him. I think they called him. Would you what? He caught himself like at the last moment. Yeah, I know. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, he got him over. No big deal. So. So it's hard to say, but if you want to count on Raven, we know of for sure three. Yeah, because uh, Raven Raven didn't have a chance. I mean, other than a drop kick, he didn't land much else. So, was there any blood that's a negative? So, was there match could interference? There could have been. I mean, if I wish they would have used that stop side more. Yes, it, it kind of like hit him. And they're like, oh, didn't do anything. So Jack Hammer. I was waiting for I was waiting for Goldberg to pick it up and like hit himself with it, like to really jack himself <laughs> up. Was there any match interference? Absolutely, there was a ton. The whole flock. The whole flock and flock. Uh, was the crowd <laughs> fired up? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Every time. Before, he, before, during, and after, for sure. Every time he hit the fucking spear, the crowd, like, erupted. Dude, it went nuts, And then man. the jackhammer was, like, energy. <laughs> it was pure energy. Well, especially the jackhammer on the stop sign. I just was like, it was funny because he knew he was standing right over. I don't even know if they meant for that to go down, but it did add to it, I thought, a little bit. Oh, for sure. Was the match outcome fair? I would say so for what the fuck happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, Goldberg beat up seven or eight people to win a championship. I I mean, he didn't lose, so it was fair. <laughs> match rating of, I would have to say, huh. What do you want to go with? Um, 3.5 out of five. Man, lowballing me, bro. Uh, 4.4 because, because of what the match was. Um, and it was kind of a, a turning point for gold. I mean, for what it was for the match and what it was for his, uh, legacy, mm-hmm. I would give it a four, at least a, what I say, a four, four, four. Let's yeah. Give a four, four. That is a jerk the curtain rating of 3.95, which we're going to round up to a four. I like that. I mean, you know, that's a good solid number, you know? Yeah. very. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have a weekly promo continuing on our Bill Goldberg subject. It's time for a Bill Goldberg retrospective, starting off with his promo from Starcade 98. They call him a monster. They call him a killer. They call him champion, master of the ring, a phenomenon unmatched. He is their worst nightmare. That's fucking awesome. Is that it? Yeah, that is it. So they literally were making such a giant push for Bill Goldberg around this time. This was really, you know, their fucking star child 
of WCW and this streak was, you know, hot. And, you know, he won the the, the U.S. championship, right, uh, from Raven. And he had to vacate it whenever he won the title, the world heavyweight from, oh, was it Hogan? I don't, no, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. So I'm after <laughs> he whooped Hogan's yeah. ass for the world heavyweight title, uh, Son of a bitch. <laughs> he had to vacate the title. So was Corey back in WCW, you couldn't hold multiple titles. No. And I think that was the case in wrestling in general, unless it was a tag title in addition to a singles title, you'd only hold. And that's the thing. Well, I mean, how I, did Chris I'm going to say that's not become the undisputed champion. <sighs> yeah, that's different though, I guess. No, I just don't think WWF like stuck with that. It was just a, WWF. Well, I mean, even man, that's a good question because I remember in all factions, I mean, I, I know there was, like I said, unless it was a tag title, I think it was rare, but I think it always had to do something with a world title versus a lesser title. But I, I feel like I've seen people holding the hardcore titles with intercontinental or intercontinental and European and like, but I think when it comes to that, cause think about it, like it, you go all the way back to ultimate warrior versus Hulk Hogan, uh, intercontinental title. Um, it wasn't intercontinental versus world title. It was just a world title match. So it wasn't title versus title, no matter what anyway said, because it's not like if Hogan won, he gets the intercontinental title. True. So, um, but I think once you, it's just like, you know, well, which title do you really want? It's like, well, I want the be- I want the bigger one. So it's just, I think you're just automatically forced to vacate it because no one's going to want to watch you defend a, t- a lesser title. You know? Now, do we know who won it vote. after he vacated it? Uh, see, actually, I don't know because after he vacated. Um, Dude, that's a good question. Uh, in turn, vacating, he's not. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't get that far because I don't remember. Because once he vacated, I'm pretty sure they had a tournament. But then I was more focused on like, you know, Diamond Dallas Page became the number one contender for the championship after Goldberg won it. And they and, had that dark match uh, at Halloween Havoc that got aired the next morning. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the crazy part. Like. And you had two faces, you know, essentially uh, that were non NWO. So that was really, really an interesting way to go about it. But, you know, I think they had to that way they could bring it back to a, you know, WCW stars instead of an WCW versus NWO kind of situation. So. So talking about the streak, which began on, like we said earlier in the episode, September 22nd, 97, when he defeated Hugh Morris. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His, That's humorous. He held that, and his streak was 173 and 0. And he finally lost the title. And Corey, how did he lose the title? <laughs> uh, actually, it was. Let's see. Was that um, came to an end at Starcade? Uh, his championship match with Kevin Nash. Now this was. Uh, during a kind of a split NWO, this is when the Wolf Pack was its own and the Black and White was its own. They had split, so there were some indifferences there for a while. But what was interesting at Starcade is so you had, it was a streak and the title. Kevin Nash is versing him, and uh, this ring, a random ring guy comes or like whatever a security guy. <laughs> no one knew who it was, and sure as shit, it was Scott Hall. He comes out after him and Kevin have been kind of at each other's throats and at each other's ends for a while and cattle prods 
uses a real uh, that's the thing hey all the props to goldberg for taking it because i'm pretty sure that was real it looked real so uh scott hall comes the ring cattle prods goldberg he's getting all electrocuted and then kevin ash power bombs his ass for the one two three and so end of the title reign end of a streak and uh but i think it was kind of justified in terms of how you want to end the streak it's just it would have been too weird for goldberg to lose any other way but a condition that well how are you going to survive a cattle prod kind of situation so yeah <laughs> i mean that's kind of where it, it where the streak ended but it allowed them to go in different directions because at that time i think the streak was getting kind of watered down anyways um because it was so like well shit where are we at now 500 and oh you know or whatever so bill and his legacy so he was with WCW until the final days. And then he made his way to WWE in 2003. Correct. After I mean, he, yeah, he did. He did kind of have a. Sh- uh, well, I mean, he kind of left before all that kind of happened, but it was pretty damn close. He was yeah, not involved he, in the know, invasion angle, though. He wasn't. Not not in a, not in the sense because he left around the end of 2001. Well, they didn't buy out his contract. That's why. Right, they didn't, uh, and so all that transpired. So actually, he went to All Japan Pro Wrestling for a little bit. Yes, like, a and year, then yeah. um, then he left and signed a one year contract with WWE in March of two thousand three, yes. and debuted. Uh, I think not even like a couple weeks later on Raw, and um, and started a feud with The Rock. But yeah, he did a he did a one year stint in All Japan uh, for a little bit, um, just in when stuff was in limbo um they didn't pick up his contract because at the time you got to remember wcw had all these fat contracts turner you know turn the time or shit i can't even talk um time warner and and ted turner and all them they you gotta think you gotta remember they were given wcw guys especially the really good ones like fat guaranteed contracts and when wwe did this whole buyout situation they pick and choose what they wanted because they knew they couldn't just dump all that money. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he eventually got back into the swing of things, but you know, taking that one year hiatus, uh, oh, it was good. I think it was needed. So. so Goldberg, uh, it said Goldberg still being paid out as significant amount of money by time Warner that he was owed. So he was not involved in the, in the invasion angle. Goldberg instead remained under contract to time Warner until May, 2002, when he agreed on a contract buyout, he was WCW's highest paid athlete, along mm-hmm. with Bret Hart, earning $2.5 million per year, a sum which would have risen to 3.5 in the final year of his contract due to expiring in July 2003. And remember, it was all guaranteed at the time, too. So it, it doesn't really matter. It just that's but that's what WCW is known for. And that's why WCW that's a lot was of money to, acquire. to wrestle, especially back then. Well, and think about it. Those are their two highest paid. Then everyone else was right underneath that cap. Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan. I mean, everyone was right there. But this was this is right towards the end when a lot of shit started going downhill. Uh, yeah, they started involving you know Vince Russo and all this bullshit and all this. Everyone trying to do these cannon shoot promos and all this shit and trying to act like it's some big. I don't know controversy, but it was it was in the shitter by then. So, and then of course, as everybody knows. He became the universal champion feuding with Brock Lesnar in 2016, which was a waste of time, waste of time. And then WWE Hall of Famer in sporadic appearances in 2018. 
<laughs> he will be remembered uh, mostly for his WCW career because that's really where he shined and you know where he is known for bill goldberg also actor in various movies and of course a professional football player for teams such as the los angeles rams atlanta falcons and the carolina panthers not really did much with that that's pretty much why he went and did wrestling what a specimen of a human being what an athlete and honestly all around one of the best wcw had to offer in its run yeah i I can't disagree with that i mean it was you know at the time i was so entranced with wrestling in the 90s that when i hated somebody i hated them for the sole reasoning as a kid being like okay well if they're not nwo i hate them (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i just and that's the thing it took me this long to like really understand and and like the aspects of what these characters were because i was so into it i mean i was i love the bad guys so you're finally um, going to agree with me that ddp is the real people's champion no okay but um he, i'm not <laughs> i just i we got to disagree um no but i mean it's it's cool looking back on stuff now because i'm like man i was that's how believable it was for me at a young age i was so into it that i I picked a side and I lived that side. I was NWO for life, like for life about, about as, you know, hardcore as you could get. So, um, but it was, it was a blast, man. And so, yeah, now I look back at it and I'm like, okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's really cool to see all these wrestlers for what they are now. So, so, oh, fuck, I keep hitting my face off of the goddamn microphone. So, uh, I, oh, fuck, I keep doing it again. I, <laughs> I, I'm i currently running a new stereo setup for the microphones. So It's in my face! It's in my face, you know? Uh, yeah, so we got some news. Fuck, I just did it again. Okay, I really need to stop moving my head Jeez. over there. I know, I'm such a mess today. I am such a mess today. Uh, <laughs> Okay, sure. motherfuckers. So it is time. <laughs> laughing. It is time for some news. Some what? Some news. Some, some news what? flash, sucker. Dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker. And it is time for some fucking news. So while we were gone, AEW All Out had its first, not first, well, its biggest pay-per-view event to date. And it was fucking incredible. Kaufman didn't watch it, but I'm going to talk about it. We had some <laughs> sorry, crazy fucking matches on here, including a 20-woman battle royale for the number one contender match. Well, actually, yeah, for a number one contender shot at the AEW Women's Champion, which Nyla Rose won, which people are giving them shit for because of the transgender issue. We are not going to talk about it because we do not talk about politics or that stuff on this fucking podcast. We so do, yeah, we right do not on, talk about TJ's sexuality on this fuck podcast. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Uh, moving on, my we transgender also had... tag team partner TJ Bowser. I'm so done with you. Sorry, 
Now you, you, you ruined it, my flow. You ruined my you, flow. You took it like a champ like weeks ago when I did I that. did you take it like was, a champ. Now I'm not handling it all. Oh, it's because you weren't drinking, my bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we also, <laughs> John Moxley had to withdraw from his match with Kenny Omega due to a elbow infection, and he was replaced <laughs> by Pac. And oh my God, was that an amazing match. It was intense. You need to go watch it. It was one of the best... Sh- fucking matches of the night and then of course we had some awesome tag team matches we had some awesome you know more hardcore style matches and then to finish off the night we had chris jericho a e w world heavyweight champion versus who was it that he that he faced who who did chris jericho face Hangman Page. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. That it's, match it's, was intense. And Jericho won after a brutal fucking match covered in blood, carrying out that championship only to lose the belt the next day, leaving it inside the limo whenever he got out to go get some food. And then they found it alongside the road. The police recovered it and then returned it to Chris Jericho. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's how it was supposed to be, though. No, didn't didn't the police station post it and then they took it down because I think it was an angle they were trying to do. Oh, shit. I think they were trying to turn it into something and then the police posted it and they're like, oh, shit. No, never mind. And then they unposted it. And then it was funny because the best gif or picture meme that I seen after that happened was someone photoshopped the title in our truth's hands. (laughs) I about died laughing. I was like, I said that to you. Yeah, I was like, that makes sense. Like, you know. So, also, there was this fucking, <laughs> because of this match, of course, Jericho's at it again with the, the celebrating of the uh, title win. So he has a video, and you guys need to hear this. Yeah. And it created a hashtag, and it's amazing. <laughs> and it's about hashtag a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, I'll give myself an interview. Isn't it funny (laughs) how whenever somebody wins a world championship, there's always a standing ovation, champagne, roses, flowers, yet I got a whole backstage area filled with mutes. Nobody can believe that Chris Jericho is the first AEW champion. Pure silence. There's no thank you for Chris Jericho. There's no round of applause for Chris Jericho, but that's okay because I got my own thank you because I'm the first AEW champion. Oh, you see that, Bucks? Chris Jericho, the first champ. How apropos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's all you're going to say? Congrats, man. Yeah, no thank you from the young Bucks? Is that what you really want? You just want to thank you? You just want the title. You know what? You know what? Even if you did thank me, I wouldn't even accept it. What a fuck? Okay? Man. Congratulations on having Chris Jericho as the new AEW champion. The pleasure's all yours, Bucky boys. Huh? You can be quiet. Oh, all you be quiet. Look at you. Nice hair, idiot. What's your name? I don't care. Shut your mouth. All the cops can't believe it. Paramedics. Huh? Where were you when I was bleeding to death? Standing around like a bunch of morons. Look at you, giant idiot. What's your name? First AEW champion. And the whole city of Chicago, the loudest city in the world, renowned for being the best wrestling crowd in the world. Everyone's silent. 
No one knows what to say. Because Chris Jericho is the first AEW champion. Look at this, a whole other round. All you guys can stand in the back of the line. All of you. Look at you. Librarian, you can tell me to shush up yours. Scorpio <laughs> Sky, you'll never get a shot at this. You hear me? None of you guys. Idiots. <laughs> All right. Idiots. I guess I'll just have to have my own celebration, won't I? Since nobody else seems to be here. That's fine. I'm an only child. I got no problem celebrating by myself. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that. Jericho gets. Bunch of crap. Look, olives. Look at this. Look. This olives with nothing in there. And you look at this one. That's he has a beet tray. He's eating can't off even of it. Get proper olives, can you? What else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Want some bubbly? Look at this stuff. Huh? Let's play that again. Let's play that again. Tanya, what else we got? Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then he followed it up with this. Hi. I'm AEW champion Chris Jericho. <laughs> and less than 24 hours after I launched a worldwide investigation to find my missing championship title, <laughs> it's been returned to me. And it's not because of any law enforcement agency that was too busy with posting pictures on Twitter and then deleting them and then posting them again or a funny <laughs> meme or a clever gif. It's because of me. GIF. It's because I put the fear of God into the hearts of those who robbed me, who committed grand larceny. I told you I hired the best professional private investigators in the world today. <laughs> and as a result, I got back the most coveted prize in professional wrestling today. The most coveted prize in the world, period. <laughs> Worth more than Marcellus Wallace's He's briefcase. in his prime. He's in his prime. More valuable than Han Solo dipped in carbonite. <laughs> more critically <laughs> revered than the Ark of the Covenant. The AEW championship Jesus. title is back where it belongs. Over the shoulder of the champion. <laughs> and as I sit in my palatial estate... In my beautiful mansion. Ready for it? Drinking a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Does he have a shirt for this yet? Yes. I once again demand, <laughs> and rightfully so, now more than ever, a thank you from the entire AEW fan base, from the entire AEW roster, backstage, front office, in the ring, all across the board, because I did once again exactly what I told you I was going to do. I got this championship back, and I am never, ever letting it out of my ever. sight again. Why didn't he say ever like he normally I'm did. never going to lose it. I'm never going to be robbed of it. You're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands if you want to take this from Chris Jericho ever again. And that's fine. I'm in no rush as I await for all of you to bow down on your knees and thank me. It's good to be the champion. <laughs> okay, can we just talk about how he yeah. is in his prime now with promos wrestling? It's not, it's not that he's in his prime. I mean, that's just Chris Jericho. He's always been that way, man. And it's perfect for this. It, Ever since they gave him a fucking microphone, dude, on or what is it, Monday Night Jericho back in the nineties, he's always been that way. It's just now he can back it up and not sound like a little. 
prickish, you know, young kid. Now I mean, let me hear your impersonation of a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> I don't know if I let me hear yours first. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> Champion, a little bit of the bubbly. You know. <laughs> so he already has like shirts with this on yes they released them a couple days ago oh man i didn't see that yes i'll send you the link we're gonna have to get them (laughs) (laughs) i also bought how do you spell bubbly b-u-b-b-l-y i bought tickets to the first aew event in pittsburgh oh there's the shirt man that shirt's okay i just i mean it's funny that it's on there it just Oh, Whoa. I love it. But as soon as I heard that little and then he also had a video on Instagram of him sitting in a hot tub and him, you know, drinking champagne and he does the little bit of bubbly thing again. <laughs> Did you see the bubbly club shirt? No. What? It's like it's like the it's like the the billet the bullet club. Yeah. But it says the bubbly club and it has two champagne <laughs> bottles crossed underneath a, a lion. <laughs> that is fucking Just awesome. Google it. Do you see it? It's called the Bubbly Club. You, you, yeah, just type in a little bit of or oh, Jericho, Chris Bubbly Jericho, Club, Bubbly. Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt's a winner. I don't that care is a winner is for sure. Oh, I have to get this for AEW now. The Bubbly Club. I love the a little bit of Bubbly shirt. <laughs> These are awesome. We're, I'm picking up both. It's Friday. I'm picking up both. <laughs> This is a necessity wow. for Eddie Jericho fan. Champion. The champion. <laughs> champion. <laughs> Thank you, Jericho. Thank you. So that wraps it up for this episode of the Jerk the Curtain podcast. This is your host with the most signing off. Guys, this is the Mid-South Maniac. Thank you. We're back. See you next time. Which will be next week. Let's hope so. They say